Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Amshir, but the readings today uh, were we read the third Sunday of Amshir. And if you're interested to know why, you can speak to me after. Uh, next week, God willing, we'll be reading the readings of the fourth Sunday of Amshir. The theme of this Coptic month of Amshir is the Lord's table. The Lord's table. It is the bread of life. The bread of life. And the first three weeks of Amshir, we read from the chapter focused on the bread of life, which is... John chapter 6. In the first week of Amshir, last week, the gospel was about not laboring for the food, not laboring for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. And the second Sunday, which is today, but we didn't read, is supposed to be the, the, the gospel of the feeding of the multitude. And it has, and it has uh, some symbolism to the Eucharist. And the third Sunday Gospel, the one that we, we read today, speaks very explicitly about Eucharist. And the Gospel of the fourth Sunday is about the Lord entering Zacchaeus' house. So it shows us what happens when we partake in the Eucharist, how the Lord enters our house. The Gospel of today, as we said from John chapter 6, speaks exclusively, explicitly about Eucharist. And that's why today I want to speak to you about the superiority of the Eucharist. The superiority of Eucharist. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He says in the Gospel of today, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. This is the superiority of the Eucharist. St. Cyril, he says something very nice on this verse. He says, we must have no care for the flesh. We must have no care for the flesh, but we must watch for things that are needful for eternity. He says, for he who follows after bodily pleasures differs in no respect from the beasts. Differs in what's the difference between someone who cares is so material? They're just like animals. Sorry to say, say it like that. If you think about animals, all they're concerned about is their survival, finding the next meal. And as Christians, we're not supposed to be focused on material things. We should be thinking about greater things. That's the, the, the greatness of humans. We have the ability to think about greater things, to think about heaven, to think about God. We should be thinking about the superior things. For example, many youth, they have plans, especially these days, for college, careers, studies, great and amazing, like, go for it, and very important. But what would be even greater, what is even greater than that, is if our youth, they have plans for their relationship with God, if they have aspiration to serve others, if they have an aspiration to be giving people, to care and to want to help, and to build the kingdom. That would be someone who is not laboring for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. The Jews in the gospel of today, kind of like carnal people, laboring for the food which perishes. And they were focused on the material things, and they wanted the manna over 
the bread of life. But the bread of life is superior to the manna. The bread of life is superior to manna in many ways, and I'm going to share with you four ways. The Eucharist is superior to the manna because it comes from a superior place. It comes from a superior place. The manna descended from clouds as rain or appeared as dew, but the bread of life descended from the heaven of heavens. And I think we can learn an important lesson from this. The superiority of something, the superiority of something is often derived from the place it comes from. Often derived from the place it comes from. Let me explain. An idea, an idea. If someone is brilliant, their ideas carry more weight. Their ideas carry more weight. That's why if I ask the attorneys here, Mashai, if any attorneys, where are the attorneys here? No attorneys. If you, in the court of law, the only opinions that are valid are the opinions of experts. Only experts. Why? Because the expert, he has the ability, his knowledge, so he has the ability to, his opinion matters. Other opinions don't matter. The source of where the thought comes from matters. It does matter. And this is true also of even material possessions. And if you go like to you know, Mexico or something, you're walking on the beach and someone comes and wants to sell you jewelry. Jewelry does. It's going to be real jewelry. It's all fake jewelry. The source of where it came from matters. The source of where it comes from matters. That's why if you want to buy a nice fancy watch, you have to go to... Like if you want to buy a Rolex, you go to the Rolex store and you buy a Rolex and, and the store is very nice. The source of where it came from matters. You get a nice little certificate and says this is authentic because the place where it comes from matters. And that's why in the gospel of today, actually they started to disagree and fight with the Lord Jesus Christ about where he comes from. He said, is this not the Joseph? Joseph and Mary, what? Where is he coming from? And they tried to attack his source. And I think oftentimes, these days, we have been deceived, society has been deceived, and we've taken, we don't take things from the right sources. And now we're buying fake Rolexes, and then we say, hey, look at my watch, it's really nice, but it's fake. You bought it from a, a con man. And the world is selling us fake Rolexes. That's the, the bread that perishes. But if you want the real Rolex, you have to go to the Rolex store. If you want the bread of life, you have to come to the altar to partake, in, in the, in the bread, to partake of the bread of life. The bread of life is superior because it comes from a superior place. The bread of life is superior to the manna because it is more efficacious than manna. It has efficacy, it has power, it has healing power. And our Lord makes this point very clear in the verses right after the gospel of today. He says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead, 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 they're dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not 
die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, and, give, I, and I shall give it for the life of the world. The ones who would like to play devil's advocate might say, Abuna. The Israelites, they died eating the manna, and we come and we take communion, and actually, we still die. We still experience death. So how can you say the bread of life is superior? And I would say, while it is true that the bread of life does not remove death from Christians, it removes the sting of death, it provides resurrection from death. And we can rise again from death and never die again. And I want to go a little deeper into this concept. Because even the wicked, even the wicked, will rise from the dead. In John chapter 5, our Lord says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves, all who are in the graves will hear the voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So actually everyone will experience a resurrection. Everyone will experience a resurrection. Everyone will actually rise from the dead. So you, now you might say, Abunan. Now what's the advantage to having the bread of life? And I think actually, Abuna Moros actually said something a few day, weeks ago. He spoke about a greater pandemic <laughs> that exists now than Corona. You guys remember that? There's a greater pandemic. We just don't talk about it. But there's a greater pandemic now that's been plaguing societies. Depression, anxiety, like all of this stuff. Plaguing society. And these feelings, loneliness, depression, all of these things make one feel miserable. Alan makes one feel miserable. And even if one is living, even if one is living and they're suffering from depression and anxiety, they often feel it would be better to be dead. And that's why the rates of suicide and self-harm and all this stuff is like skyrocketing. The idea that I was trying, I'm trying to convey is that even if someone is alive, someone is living because of misery and because they would actually prefer to be dead. Multiply this idea of this misery a thousand million times and imagine that's what the resurrection of condemnation is going to be like. Death, death, wishing death, death, death. Like, that's ugly. I'm sorry, that was dark. Uh, the dark part is over. But now I want you to see the dark, so you see the superiority of the bread of life. Because our Lord says, This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all He has given me, I should lose nothing. He doesn't want anyone to go to this resurrection of condemnation, this place of misery. He says, I don't want to lose anything, but I should raise it up at the last day. This is the will of Him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have everlasting life, and I will raise Him at the last day. 
The bread of life offers us the complete opposite of what we just spoke about. The bread of life offers us life. Offers us life. A joyful life. There is no substitute. There's nothing else that gives us life the way the bread of life gives us life. Money. Xanax. The whole like catalog. Nothing can bring happiness or joy like the bread of life. Not saying those things, the other things are not important, but nothing can bring life like the bread of life. The bread of life is superior. Lastly, and most importantly, the bread of life is superior to manna or any other material thing because the bread of life is personal. The bread of life is personal. The manna was purely physical. It was bread. It was aish. But the bread of life that we partake of is physical and personal. Personal. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, I am the bread of life. And because He is the bread of life, He said, I am the bread of life. That means it is personal. That means we can experience intimacy with God when we partake in the, in the bread of life. Manna did not give you intimacy with God. Manna did not give you intimacy with God. But the bread of life gives you intimacy with God. Our communion with God is the result of our belief in the Eucharist. And that's why all the readings of the third Sunday of Amshir speak about belief. Belief, belief, belief. For example, last night the Gospel was from John chapter 5 it says you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and I was thinking about this of course we search the scriptures you have eternal life but these are people searching the scriptures and they don't believe in the scripture they're not intimate with the scripture many people say I read this Bible it didn't do anything for me were you committed to the Bible or was it a fling with the Bible like this isn't a fling, this isn't like a quick, like, this is intimacy. This requires intimacy, it's not just something like a, like a, a fling, like a, a little hookup that you could and then run away from, no. It requires intimacy. He says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these they testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. That you do not have life. So actually the Lord says... You should, if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote about me. But you do not believe his writings, and so how will you believe my words? And this morning, the gospel this morning, it says, He who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. The Pauline epistle from Hebrews, also about belief. It said that there was a place of rest, and the people who did not believe, they didn't make it to the... The place of rest. So once we have believe, we have are in communion with Him, then we can get to the place of rest. And lastly, the key to intimacy with God, I think, is is belief and hearing the voice of God in you. So the Eucharist can teach us. The Eucharist can teach us. It instructs us in our daily life. 
The Lord Jesus Christ, he taught his epistles for, or taught his disciples for three years, day and night. Three years, day and night, teaching them every day how to do this, how to do this, how to, every day. Can you imagine living with the Lord three, three entire years? And the same Lord Jesus Christ is present with us on the altar, instructing us in our daily life. Through, through the scripture, through the word that is written in our hearts. That's why in Hebrews chapter 8, it says, For this covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart, in their mind, and write them in their hearts. I will be their God, they shall be my people. This is intimacy. You know when you see a spouse or a couple, I'm still working on this, that you... Know what your spouse is thinking before they say it. That's intimacy. That's intimacy. To know what God has for you before they even... That's intimacy. You can only get that intimacy through partaking in in the communion. You see this idea of intimacy in the scripture today. It says... Our Lord Jesus Christ, He says, and they shall be taught by God. They shall be taught by God. Can you imagine to be taught by God? That you are taught by God. St. John Chrysostom, he says, you see the dignity of faith. The dignity of faith. That not mere men, or by man, but God Himself shall teach you. God Himself shall teach you. I think that's the amazing thing that we get. Don't say we learn from Abuna David. Abuna David Dagalabat. Like God Himself will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Abuna Moros Kedis. Like other, like and all the other fathers, they teach you. But the, God Himself will teach you. This is the beauty of the Eucharist. This is the intimacy that we have with the Eucharist. That is why Eucharist is so superior. The Eucharist is superior because it comes from a superior place. The bread of life is superior because it is so efficacious. It gives life. And lastly and most importantly, the bread of life is superior because the bread of life is personal. It's personal. It gives us intimacy. And glory be to God forever. Amen.